come out of agreement with the lie that you had left me on my own. Oh, I'm not alone. I come out of agreement with the worry and the fear I come to know. No, they won't have a hold on protector you never 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 let me go you said you wouldn't leave me and you won't you're right by my side protector I come into agreement truth that you are who you say you are I can trust you with my heart I come into agreement with what heaven has declared over my life cause I know that you fight
these military families that are mainly over at the Marine Corps Air Station, uh, Miramar, are young families. They're away from their own families, and you know, having a baby can be a little bit of a daunting experience. So we provide baskets for these families. The baby baskets are comprised of a lot of different little baby items. We have baby gowns, little onesies, little booties. We have the normal things like baby wipes or baby powder, baby lotion. And we try and give these baby baskets out every month. So it's wonderful to be able to stand in that gap for a moment to be able to donate that sort of thing to them. And they're so appreciative. The idea that others would care and have compassion, that's what Jesus wants us to be, is compassionate. We respect our service members so much because of what they do for our country, the sacrifices that they make, that we want to be able to give back. They are our neighbors, and we can be the hands and feet of Jesus to be able to bless them and to encourage them and let them know that there are people who do love them and care for them. Hey, my name is Scott Schimmel. I'm so glad to be back here at La Jolla Community Church. And I want to tell you a quick story about this uh, amazing gig that I got when I was in college. A friend of mine came up one day and said, what are you doing this Thursday at 1230? I said, I don't know why. He said, free pizza. <laughs> I said, I'm in. Uh, I said, well, what's really the deal? He said that he was, uh, he's responsible for the, uh, the student parking committee, which meant anybody that got a parking ticket on campus, they could appeal and, and file an appeal, and it would go to this guy, my friend, and he would decide if that student got to have the full fine or maybe partially the fine taken off or maybe completely removed. And he said, I can't find anybody else who wants to do this with me. So me and my best friend, we said, sure, we're in, which meant for the next two years, we got to park wherever we wanted to on campus because <laughs> when we filed an appeal, it came back to us, the three of us. And we were just kind of, no, that, that's, that's uh, no charge, no fine. And we would sit there and listen as students would come in over the course of an hour while we ate pizza and listen to their sad stories about how they were late to class or th they slept in and they had to get to their final exam on time. And uh, what we're talking about there is authority. We had the authority and, and, and the power to write off fines. And we also had the authority to stick it to them, <laughs> especially when we didn't like them. So authority, we can, we can probably share a lot of different stories of the misuse or abuse of authority. Uh, but what we're gonna talk about today is the authority of God. That God actually has authority that he wants to give to you and I. And if we understood that better, our lives would be different. We would experience more of God's presence and we'd feel more of the adventure that we want to go on deep down in our hearts. So we're going to talk about authority, and the way we're going to get there is to talk about a scripture, a really, really, really famous uh, passage of scripture where Jesus says, it's really his last few words to his disciples on earth. He says this, All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. This is Jesus talking. And he turns to his disciples and says this, So therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So what we oftentimes focus on that uh, really short 
message that Jesus has is the part of going out into the world and proclaiming the gospel and teaching everyone about the, the commands of Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But there's a real key part here. I remember a, a professor said, anytime in literature when you, when you see the word therefore, it should, it should indicate something big to you. It should, be, it should get your attention. And we always want to ask the question, what's the therefore therefore? And the therefore in this case is where Jesus sets up this command that he gives, this message that he gives by saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, to Jesus. And he then extends that same authority to his disciples, which then the extension is to you and to I. So we're going to talk about what authority is. And I have a few different ways, different lenses to look at authority because it's, it's not just having a role. It's not just having a job title. It's not just having a name tag. It's not just having the keys somewhere. Uh, authority means quite a bit. The first, first thing that authority is about, it's about the right to do something. And maybe you, you, you would hear that on the opposite when someone says, you have no right to be here, or you have no right to do that. I hear that from my teenagers quite often. <laughs> like, you have no right to tell me what to do. But authority, when you have it, you have the right. You have the right to do that. It's one of the reasons why I really love coaching youth sports. It gives me the authority to yell at other people's children <laughs> and correct their behavior and, 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 and instruct them and help them grow up. I, I like that authority. It gives me the right to do things. Maybe even at work, you think that uh, when, when you get, are, are given authority, you're given the right to go to a certain place. You're given the right to sign a signature at a certain level uh, of, of finances, for example. Authority is about the right to do something. It's also about representing. Authority is about representing. If you have the authority, you represent someone or something or a cause. If you've been authorized to go on behalf of someone, you could sign for them, you can speak for them. I think if you uh, uh, kind of uh, royal kingdoms, when someone is a, a foreign dignitary and has the right with the seal of the king, they've been given authority to speak on behalf, to represent. Uh, years ago, when I was in my 20s, my best friend in the world called me one day and said, two tickets to the Super Bowl, do you want to come? And if it sounded too good to be true, it was. We did get to go to the Super Bowl. It was amazing. But halfway out there to Arizona, I said, well, how do we get these tickets? What are we doing? And he's like, well, <laughs> we're supposed to represent. <laughs> we're supposed to be representing my dad's company. And it's, it's an, uh, there's this deal that's being put together. And we are kind of supposed to represent my dad's. I said, what, what's your dad's company? <laughs> he said, you know, we'll do a crash course. And I'll never forget this meal that we had, this really fancy meal with the three different companies, and we were representing one of the companies at the table. And my friend is an attorney, so he can speak in an articulate way, in such a way that sounds like we know what we're doing, where someone, uh, uh, the person sitting next to me at this table, leaned over and whispered to me and said, you guys don't work for that company, do you? <laughs> and I looked back and said, could you tell? And she said, you guys are doing just fine. And we called his dad a couple more times. Tell us more. We, if we're representing you, help it. And he said, whatever you do, <laughs> whatever you do, don't agree to anything while you're there. Wait until we get back. So authority is about the right to do something. It's also about representing something. It's also about responsibility. When you have a, are, are given authority, you have a responsibility. And that's sometimes the weightiness of having authority. You are now responsible too. If you ever worked at a, in a retail environment one of the, and you're the manager, the worst thing you could hear in the back of, you know, kind of off in the distance is, who's in charge here? Which 
ultimately means it's coming to you. Whoever that person is, whatever that Karen's <laughs> message is, it's coming to you because you, being authorized, have a responsibility. And I wonder if feeling the weight of that responsibility feels more like something that we have to do rather than something we get to do when it comes to life with God. Authority has a few more uh, nuances, a few more lenses. With authority comes, I would call it, a presumption of power. Sometimes we kind of interchange authority and power to meaning essentially the same things. The message, the passage we read is from the gospel writer Matthew. Luke, uh, another guy who wrote a, a story about Jesus, really delineates the difference between authority and power. And authority would be the, the right or the responsibility or the privilege to do something, but power is the ability to do it. Because you can actually have authority, but not have power. It could be your responsibility, but you don't have the ability to do something. And that's a frustrating experience. When Matthew is talking, when Jesus is talking in Matthew, and he says, all authority has been given to me, and he speaks to his disciples, therefore you, he is both promising in that moment you have the right, the responsibility, the opportunity to. You also are be- being given within you internally the power, the ability to, through the Holy Spirit. It's not a have to, it's a get to. Another idea about uh, authority is this idea of belonging. Well, uh, authority is really ultimately about belonging to something or to someone or to some cause. When you're given authority, it means you belong somewhere. It means you do have the name tag, or the badge, or the card, or the keys. It means you belong to that. And oftentimes, I wonder, in our Christian life, and our life with God, trying to live this whole thing out, that because we don't lean lean into the authority that he's given to us to go off and participate in his mission and do the things that he wants us to do, invites us to do, I wonder if we actually miss out on some of that relationship because we feel like it's something I have to do and I, and I have to please God and it can feel overwhelming and burdensome and that can feel stressful and we can kind of like freeze up underneath that. I wonder if that also means that we miss out on the relationship of belonging. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Ultimately, ultimately, the question around authority is how do we respond to it? How do you respond to God's authority in your life? A lot of times I've heard it said, and, and, it, and it's helped me understand that, that uh, Jesus, as the king, inaugurating and, and bringing in this kingdom, means that we have an opportunity to participate and live in and within the boundaries of that kingdom, to live within the authority of that kingdom. And as we understand kings and kingdoms and, and authority, oftentimes we go quickly to kind of a, a, a punitive or a, a kind of intimidating version of authority. I better listen to the king or else, <laughs> or else something's getting chopped off. But the authority of God is an invitation to participate in his kingdom, which means wherever he is, <laughs> he is in charge of whatever that's, whatever's going on. His kingdom coming near and being accessible to you and I means that we get to live life the way he would live our lives if he were us. It means we get to right the wrongs around us. It means we need to uh, get to lean into generosity and compassion and mercy and forgiveness and strength. 
It's God being in charge of things. God being in charge of your time, your money, and your relationships, and your energy. How would God steward this, lead this, respond to this, if he were in charge, moment by moment? And again, the fine line is, uh, is that something we have to? Because we have this authority figure that is intense and intimidating and exacting and has high expectations? Or do we have this authority figure who's inviting us into this kind of life? And that's, that's what we need to discern within ourselves. How do you see God? How do you view him as an authority figure? Is he someone worthy to listen to? Or does it feel like, maybe my teenagers feel right now about my authority. How dare you? You don't have the right. <laughs> you don't, your, your authority doesn't work here anymore. Oftentimes, we can carry that same, call it ego, defensiveness into our relationship with God. But oftentimes, as a dad, yeah, I, 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 you have to because I say so. But also, I'm trying to lead you into a way of living, living out your friendships, living out your time, living out your attention, living out your character that would be better for you if you were to listen. I wonder if God's trying to get our attention the same way. When we think about authority, there's a a reminder, as Jesus says in a couple really quick parables, about what life with him is really like. He says these two parables. The first one is, he said, it's, it's like stumbling, a man stumbling and finding a, a treasure in a field, a, a, a literal treasure in a plot of land, and then <laughs> burying the treasure there, putting it there, and then going to figure out who owns that plot of land, and then doing whatever you can to buy and take all the money and all the leverage and all the borrowing and all the begging to buy that plot of land because you know in that, in that piece of dirt, there's treasure there. And he says it's, it's like being in the marketplace and someone is selling a bunch of pearls and you see one that's only going for a dollar like all the rest, but you see that pearl and you know that's a priceless pearl and you do whatever you can to get that. That's a much more accurate picture of the invitation that we have to participate in God's authority. It's, it's a get-to. It's a if you knew, if you only knew what you had, and if you only knew the opportunity right in front of you, you would listen to it and obey it and participate in it. And this whole idea with Jesus, that therefore all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him, and therefore we're going to respond to that. One of that is is the reception of living under his authority. The other part is uh, participating in his authority. And I'll never forget this. I, as, I was really early on in my journey of faith, and, and I knew nothing, and all of a sudden I was reading everything and exploring things, and oh my gosh, there's a God, and, and, and he listens to my prayers, and he responds, and he speaks, and he moves. It was just this like, huge adventure that I was on back in college, and I had a roommate that I knew really well, and I knew that he didn't know much like I didn't know much. And as I'm getting caught up in all this and going to ministry events and Bible studies and prayer meetings and, and uh, sharing my faith, and I, I had this thought, I don't, I don't think he knows. I don't think he, I don't think he knows what I know, what I've been learning. And so I went to a friend who has been a Christian his whole life. I said, hey, I think you, you should talk to him. 
And my friend's like, no, nah, no, you talk to him. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know anything. My Bible still has plastic on it. I just bought it. You. And then he kept kind of over months saying, no, no, you do it. And I was like, you do it. And he, so one day I said, how about we do it? How about we both go talk to him? And we, one Friday, Saturday night, said, hey, do you want to, let's, let's do this kind of man hike tonight. Let's go off into the, there's a canyon next to our campus. Let's go on a hike and let's just have guys, guys night out. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we went and soon into that hike, I don't remember who or how, but we just started talking about all these spiritual things. And it was really engaging. He had all these questions. What about this? And I've never, you know, what do you guys think about that? And, and just for two, three hours talking and digging into all these things, and I'm telling him all the stuff I'm learning. And, and it came down to, though, how do you respond to this? And I, I just kind of said, I, I'm all in on this. I don't know how you're thinking. And he said something to the effect of, me too, I'm all in. This is amazing. This sounds amazing. Better than I, better than I understood. And so I didn't, again, know much, but I said, I think we're supposed to pray. <laughs> Someone told me that. And maybe you pray and tell God you want to be in. And, and so he prayed this, some sort of version of a prayer. And, and here's the part I'll never forget. As we're walking back to our, to our apartment, he just turned to us and said, you know, guys, I, I was waiting for you to have this conversation. I was waiting for you to take initiative to ask me these questions. And that's the part that sticks out to me and, and doesn't haunt me, but it inspires me. I was waiting, and I wonder, I wonder, as you and I try to navigate through life and, and consider, consider how God fits in, I wonder if what we're missing out on is a couple things. We're missing out on the opportunity to live in and with and under God's authority, where things just go better, relationships go better, work goes better, life goes better, everything goes better. Uh, if we respond to what he's doing, and his invitation to be full of compassion and generosity and patience and kindness and forgiveness and self-control and all of those things that he's inviting us not just to try to do, but actually to have inside of us. To more and more yield our kingdom, our way of doing things to his way. That's the, the, one of the major things we're missing out on. The other major thing we're missing out on is the invitation that he gives to participate in his authority to also go and do likewise and to expand the, the, the generous, loving kingdom that he's trying to expand through us. I wonder if there are people in our lives, roommates, coworkers, neighbors, friends, family. I wonder if there's people around us who have that same sense of, I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you to yield more of your life to the way God wants you to do your life. I was waiting for you. So this is our great invitation. This is the great invitation to participate in this life where we get, we, we, we get to, <laughs> we have the right to, we, we get to represent him. We have a responsibility there that actually uh, uh, brings out the best in us. We, we get enabled and filled as we do it. <laughs> we become more and more inside of us like God <laughs> as we go. It's a privilege a privilege to walk with him. And it's all about us belonging to this family and this mission that is up to only good in this world. So that is uh, uh, both my prayer and my blessing to you, that you would know the power and the authority that's offered to you, the power and authority that's available to you, to you and I, that we would more and more respond to that and say yes to it. Say yes to what God's doing in our life both for us and through us. And somehow, somehow, 
that beautiful circular thing happens. This gratuitous cycle happens. The more we yield, the more we lean, the more we say yes. That's my hope for you and I this week, that we would say yes a little bit more every single day. May God the Father fill you with wisdom. May God the Son teach you about how much you're loved. And may God the Spirit help you be loving and patient and kind. Amen.